1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight on our second special pre-season episode of the Standoff with Brad here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Joining me tonight is Shane. Shane, how are you going?
2: Good, thanks, Brad. Uh, How are you? It's good to be on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for joining me. Yeah, I've been good, thanks. Um, Before we go on, do you want to just let everyone know a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, so for those that have watched New Zealand Sports Radio in the past, you'd um remember me from a lot of work that i've done with paul and and if you watch cornflakes channel steve as well um with a lot of rugby super rugby but um rugby league is is a part of my heart as well i'm a scorer timekeeper in rugby league um i've i've done a lot of work with the west tamworth rugby league club i'm now with the north tamworth rugby league club as so um i've seen both parts of tamworth rugby league um, yeah. a great, a great competition, a great country competition out here in, in in rural New South Wales. So, um, lo- love my footy, um, you know, for many years with the Roosters. Now, for celebrating the seventy fifth year of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. So,
1: um,
2: yeah, let's talk some footy.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, So now while we're live here at 8pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. So tonight's show is going to be a little bit different. Again, it's another special episode. Um, With everything in pre-season, there's still not a lot of formulaic stuff that we normally do. So tonight we're going to be discussing the stories of the week, um, our review of the All-Stars match, Um, Then we're going to go into my list of the top five worries to stand out and the top five warriors to improve. Shane's going to give us some insight on Manly's um, players that will stand out and improve as well. We'll stop and answer some questions that you've sent through to us, hopefully, and then after that, we'll go into a list of five players to improve and to stand out for other clubs in the NRL. Then we'll do um, a quick preview of the the preseason trial games before rounding up the show with a rundown of what's going to happen on season uh, season two's first episode next week. So remember to send through your comments and questions throughout the show for our question section. So let's just get straight into the top stories of the week. Um, I may as well go with this one first. Um, Tommy Trevojevic injured again. Um, Tear his hamstring slipping in the shower. Um, or sprinting against a fan, depending on who you want to believe. Um, you're obviously with Manly quite a bit. He's quite an integral part of the team. Um, what does this do for the start of the season for Manly?
2: Well, um, you know, best life plans um, sometimes uh, go to waste. And, you know, when when I started driving, my first car was a Volvo and I saw perfection. And then um, that perfection ended um, when I had to leave Volvo because it cost too much petrol. Um Trevojevic is a high-profile name. Um, it costs a lot of money, therefore the petrol analogy and the Volvo. Um, yep. he's, um, I bet there's Hasler. Um, he's had a, probably a couple of haircuts and looks like looks like <laughs> me now. So um, <laughs> um, after, after hearing that news, it really does put a dent in at least the first probably six weeks of the season for Manly particularly yeah. as they got the Roosters who had won two premierships prior to 2020 and, and had a good season last year again, uh, first up at the SCG with a big crowd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, the the team just doesn't seem to really be the same without him as we saw last year. Um, but, yeah, they've got to do something. I don't know if they have to wrap him up in, in cotton wool in the off season or just keep him prisoner. Um at the at the club i'm not sure um they've got to do something but yeah hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later for for your guys because yeah it's um
0: Jeez, he's wow. just an
1: integral part yeah um on to more news though we got the trail mitchells re-signed with the rabbitos for a further two years um surprisingly I, I believe it was him that was pushing for two because the rabbitos wanted longer um, so I don't know if that's him just testing the waters to see what he can get elsewhere in a couple of years' time. Uh, what are your thoughts on the signing of Mitchell for two years?
2: Well, they've kept him because the speculation was he was very interested at the, at the Broncos. Um, yeah. And um, perhaps heading up there and with a new attitude and a new um, team and, and a new coach in Kevin Waters, that has done so well, you know, with Queensland Origin in the past. And this is his yeah. first go at club level as a head coach. Um, that could have factored in, I guess, perhaps staying with Wayne Bennett and the structures for a little while longer to maybe learn a little bit more. Um, it's not the first time he's tested out the market though, Brad, as we yes, all sir. know. That's yes, true. Um, yep. When he left the Roosters and and um, headed um, to Redfern to to start a a new career at the bunnies what i will say is it's probably also an insurance policy for south too you sign him up for three or four more years then you play the risk of further injuries and maybe some inconsistencies and and luttrell for the talent that he is and he played some good footy before he got injured last year is still quite patchy and we saw a bit of that in the all stars game didn't we
1: we did yeah yeah. So I think, yeah, two years is probably, it's a good middle ground for both both sides. He can try to test the market later and they can make sure that they they don't have a, another injury-prone player, unfortunately. Um, more contract news. Uh, Tohu Harris has been offered a three-year deal by the Warriors. He hasn't signed on the dotted line yet, but from what I've heard, he intends to stay, which is great news for the Warriors with Roger leaving. Um, Tohu's kind of the, the incumbent captain at the end of this year when roger goes um last year i know on the show i mentioned there are rumors that tohu was interested in going to the bulldogs but i think that's been quashed now because the bulldogs have kind of been on a bit of a spending spree and i don't think they can afford a tohu level player on top of who else they've got coming in um so fingers crossed he signs on the line i think he's integral to that warriors pack it's like the experienced guy especially with adam blair and that gone now um what are your thoughts on tohu
2: well, I'm glad he wants to stay with his teammates because that's, yeah. that's the first thing and lock him up for a few years. Um, he's obviously, as you say, a captain in waiting for the Warriors um, and the Warriors need to keep their players and they need to keep a good list for what Nathan Brown and uh, who's coming in expects forward for them and as well as real leaders on and off the field for the young blokes coming up. Yeah that's that's what you need and our uh, tohu harris big boy keep him stay with your mates mate and and stick around for a while because maybe you just never know some good things might come up from it and phil Gould's there as well which might help as as a further mentor with all his experience so you know good things for the warriors if they can keep him
1: yeah i've got my fingers crossed That's for sure um onto the do- Gold Coast Titans, um they're under a bit of a salary cap investigation at the moment following claims that um a payment was made to the family involved in David for trespassing incident at Christmas time I haven't got a lot of research in behind it it's kind of just new um it's something to do with um allegedly the club may have paid the family as opposed to for himself and if the club paid it gets caught up in the salary cap so i'm not sure if anything will happen with it but they're investigating have you heard anything about it
2: no i didn't really read into that one um that's that's more news to me than anything else brad but um the titans and administration over the years certainly um another bungle if that's the case but as i say until all the facts come to light i suppose we we really can't read too much into it yet
1: yeah it doesn't sound like if it is a salary cap investigation that is going to be like a massive penalty it doesn't sound that severe but yeah it popped up and um yeah i thought it was interesting but i'm continuing with the titans it's up to our, our weekly show the cameron smith show um the nRL have advised the titans and the broncos that if they do want to sign cameron smith it has to be at a minimum of 500k Um, so we talk about it at length on the show Shane um, about Cameron Smith where is he going to pop up what's he doing Um, you across the ditch there what's it like over there Um, are they over the Cameron Smith news or is it still an ongoing news feed
2: we're over it and one thing I have to say is that if I put my Queensland origin cap on I love the bloke if I put my other cap on (laughs) i'm not not the biggest fan of melbourne or or cameron smith but uh certainly his achievements we all respect that what we're not respecting now is you could have made this decision some time ago are you going to stick with your mates at melbourne or you're going to have dinner somewhere else and if you're going to have dinner somewhere else make a choice um obviously for the amount of money, he probably does deserve that for everything he's achieved in the game. Even at 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 the older level that the elderly level that he is he's, I think thirty seven this year. But he could still play for a couple more years easily. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's just just make a decision. And I think you'll find he's made one decision quietly, and that is to finish up at the Storm because I think he's. He knows he's achieved everything he could at that club. It's where does he go next because the speculation after his playing career is that he'll go into coaching and I have probably no doubt at all that that will be the case. So, and I think the Craig Bellamy factor too may decide um, what the future holds, but I think he'll play this year. It's just a matter of whether it's, in a Titans jumper or a Broncos one
1: yeah I I've got no um I've got no doubts that we'll see him running around this year it's just yeah I think at the moment a lot of people are getting into the um getting a bit annoyed about the the lack of a decision because it's kind of taking away from the game or the other players that are already committed and um everyone's trying to talk about him instead of focusing on the NRL so The sooner he makes a decision, the better for everyone, I think. And that's really all the news I had. I know I had a a stack load of news last week because it was our first show in ages, but they were just like the main ones. So we may as well go straight into our all-star game review. So the indigenous all-stars versus the Moldy all-stars ended up in a 10-all draw. Um, Before I go on, what were your thoughts on the game?
2: A typical game in the wet in North Queensland.
1: and I was up
2: there a few weeks ago on holiday, actually, doing the world's only Kentucky tour. So um, <laughs> it was good to have some prior knowledge. And um, well, I've got to say, the first, the build-up to the week, done really well in Townsville, um, visits to schools, visits to Indigenous communities, and the game itself was a celebration of, of two very proud cultures and being indo fiji and myself, it's, I love those sort of of, of events and games. They they bring the best out of people. And um, it was a fiery match. Um, Yeah. A lot of um, players certainly um, looked a little bit rusty because it's probably the highest profile game on the map since the end of the 2020 season, moving into the, start of the 2021 season, Um, but James Fisher-Harris, for me, and there's a reason he was man of the match. He was best on ground by far. I thought both the walkers for the Indigenous boys were outstanding. It's great to see that fiery passion in both of the sides, but great to see them shake hands at the end after a tough game of footy. The result, probably fair. Um, It would have been nice to have seen extra time, as we do in the NRL, or, or state of origin to probably see a sealer and give some group give the crowd their real money's worth, but uh, I think at the end of the day, in the wet, in the mud, tennel was probably the best you were going to get out of that one,
1: yeah. I thought, um, yeah, James Fisher Harris was a beast, I thought, in the middle, um, and yeah, that niggle it was good to see the niggle, but it didn't escalate. And um, like you said, they shook hands at the end. So it showed the passion both sides had, um, but they didn't want to like turn it into anything more, which is great to see, um, especially um, in this one-off type of match. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the um, the pre-match as well with the haka and um, and the Aborigine dance. I'm sorry, I don't know what it's called. But, um, yeah, I thought all of that was great. And then, um, yeah, I think um that both sides just struggled a little bit at the start to kind of get into the swing of things a lot of the guys hadn't played together so you kind of expect that and like you said rusty because it's been quite a while since they've actually played um but yeah i thought it was great i thought benji marshall played reasonably well as well um showing that he still deserves to keep playing in the NRL for another year like he wanted and um yeah i know there was there's been a lot of talk on this side of the tasman about the golden point saying um, should there be a golden point or a golden try in that game um, I'm like you said, I'm happy with the draw I think it was a good reflection um, I thought the Maldives were going to go away with it a bit um, after that intercept try type thing I thought I here we go, they might start clocking the points up like they did last year but um, I think the Indigenous team's defence was what impressed me the most, there was a lot of time when they were stuck in their own half and getting pounded on the try line and they just wouldn't let the Maldi team through So um, I think it was great to see. It was good for me as a Warriors fan to see um, Noah Brown and Josh Curran have some good games for the Indigenous team as well. And, um, yeah, I think it's like a nice little sampler for everyone to kind of see their players and um, see how they're tracking in in a new environment. So fingers crossed they have another great one next year. Okay, right, so we may as well go into my my thing. Like I mentioned last week um, on my website that I write on, I did two articles on the players from the Warriors that I expect to stand out and to improve. And um, we're just going to break it down a little bit here. The first guy on my list, you'll probably be able to help me out quite a bit, Shane, because he used to be in your team. But um, my first player for players to stand out for the Warriors is Adam Finua Blake. Um. I don't know as much about him as you probably do. Um, I know he was voted the top front rower in the players poll in 2020, and he averaged 166 running metres a game for you guys last year. Um, My biggest concern with him is his discipline and attitude. Um, But I've seen that um, the Warriors have actually included him in their leadership group this year. So it's showing that he's earned respect of his teammates, which is a positive sign for me. But um, you as a Manly fan... You've had him with you for quite a while. Um, what are your thoughts on Fanoa Blake? Well, you picked it up there with the discipline. Um,
2: he's, he's a wonderful talent. Um, you know, with with and he's, he's the sort of bloke you want because the Warriors play that middle game with their forwards and get stuck in in the middle and, and work hard, and, you know, put some big hits on in defence. He will do that for you. And that's yep. that's one thing just perhaps holding holding on um, and not mouthing off, which uh, sadly he deserved that suspension for what he did say and we're not going to repeat it on this program and we shouldn't. But, um, you know, um, but in terms of value, he's a high-profile prop. He's played international rugby league and um, he'll just give you the service and value that the Warriors need and also, he played with the pride and the Manly jumper, and he'll play with pride and the Warriors jumper. It won't matter what jumper you put him in, he's ready to go. And, and I think that's a really exciting thing for all the Warriors fans out there and a vested interest as they did their training in Tamworth, where I'm from, yeah. Um, yeah. at Scully Park, the old home of the West Tamworth boys. Um I'm also a Warriors member because um, they gave us the opportunity for free membership, um, Brad. So it's, I, I'll, I'll be watching with interest. Don't you worry.
1: Yeah, um, I've got my fingers crossed for him. I, I think, yeah, he's a hell of a talent, and I, I think he's really going to add to that Ford pack. Um, next guy on my list is um, Alessi Katola. So um, he was kind of one of the rookie sensations last year. Um, with a few others, and I expect him to go from strength to strength this year. He's a strong runner that's got a handy offload, which is something the Warriors players um, are kind of known for. And he's a reliable defender, especially for someone who's as um, inexperienced in the game of league as him. He, he played, I think it was like three games of rugby league before he made his debut last year, and um, he just fits and um he's got superstar all over him for the Warriors and I'm looking forward to watching how he develops this year he's also been included in the leadership team um which is great I think it's more for a, a learning um thing rather than him being an essential leader but it shows the confidence that the club has and what they're going to do with him um obviously we talked about it last week that he's got a fractured eye socket from a head clash at training but they're still hoping that he's going to be there for round one, worst case scenario, round two. So um, I don't know if you've got to watch much of the Warriors games with Katoa, but do you have any thoughts on him before we go on to number three?
2: Well, firstly, the young player factor. And one thing that Nathan Brown did, despite the mediocrity of his results at Newcastle, was he promoted um, players like Kalen Ponga and those sort of young fellas that, could make a real difference and he's putting that impact on at the warriors so it's only going to make the young fella stronger by learning in that leadership group so again some someone i'm probably looking forward to watching as well um it's just the development side of him and and no doubt you know players like him just need that chance to learn and and the warriors will be in Probably another, as frustrating as it is, Brad, um, maybe another learning phase year, but um, you'll get plenty of opportunity to do it. And hopefully, you know, um, we'll just see more and more of him grow and develop and probably
1: um, that leadership group will push him a bit further into that too. Yeah, definitely. So number three on my list was a bit of a controversial one, looking at the comments I got on my website, but it's Wade Egan. Um, I actually had him on my list last year as well, but he didn't really deliver what I wanted out of him. Um, But there's a lot of pressure on him this year with Carl Lawton being injured. So he's essentially the, the sole hooker in the squad now and will be expected to play 80 minutes a game. Um, The positives for him though is Nathan Brown being a pretty handy hooker himself Um, and this new look forward pack that the Warriors have. They've got Fanua Blake. They've got a few other big signings and big bodies that should really help them get some go forward, which they've been lacking. Um, If they can get that go forward going, I think it's going to allow him to play his natural game, which we saw at the Panthers when he was there. He's got a good ability to snipe out a dummy half, which is integral in the NRL nowadays. And um, he's actually got a handy kicking game. um, So if they can allow him some extra time, um, it should keep the opposition guessing a bit more and take some pressure off Cody Nickarima and Chanel in the halves. Um, Another kicking option there. Um, So I've got my fingers crossed for him because I think he is a very good hooker. He just needs a forward pack to work with him. Um, What are your thoughts?
2: When you come to the hooking role, it's, it's more yep. of a specialist role. And, you know, having watched a lot of rugby league over the years, the best player that I saw um, was Danny Badiris at it from Newcastle. Um, he knew when to, to run the ball. He knew when to just pass it on to forwards. But he could always play it in a specialist way. And Nathan Brown was the same. Many years of experience Um, I think it was 10, 11 years of NRL experience playing. Um, And it's just about getting the best out of him and knowing um, what the game tactics are and and as well as delivering. But, again, someone like Egan, um,
1: it'll
2: be – wait and see, but I think he'll be okay.
1: Yeah, awesome. And number four is a guy I don't actually know a lot about, but I've picked Bailey Sirenin. Um, he's a youngster from a well-known um, family, obviously the Surinam family, and he's got a lot of potential. Um, again, I haven't got to watch a lot of his um, his games that he's played, but from what I've seen, he could, looks like another young potential forward that could really be built for the Warriors' future. He played 19 games for the Rabbitohs last year, mostly off the bench as a second rower, but he also had a few stints in the centres. Um, that ability, I think, is going to get him a spot on the Warriors interchange this year um I think they they really like having a player that's a bit more versatile to fit into a spot at the worst case scenario but also being a forward he can keep in that rotation of the forwards as well um Nathan Brown's been interviewed saying that Surinan's also had a few little goes at dummy half as well as a worst case scenario so there is even a chance that you get him at um, the last minute, if there's an injury, filling in for that role. Um, Siren and family's obviously very big in Australia, but um, have you had any any um, thoughts about Bailey Siren, especially when he was with the Rabbitohs? or a little bit of Apache sort of player? Um, yeah,
2: but he's, he's got a bit of experience there, as I said, 19 games, which is virtually the full season last year. Um it sounds like Nathan Brown wants him to play in a utility role. So, jack of all trades, master of none, which means if yeah. you can do that regularly, you might get a run every week. <laughs> um, so, again, it's all about development. And yeah. maybe something a lot different to, a, a you know, your big clubs like South's, um, maybe that pressure's actually dropped a little bit by going to the Warriors if, without yeah. disrespecting the Warriors at all, um, that maybe there's that chance to develop him, him a bit a bit better at that club and really getting some some further experience and some knowledge out of the game. And as I said, I think this is really one year which is exciting for Warriors fans because they're going to learn a lot more about themselves this year and players like yeah. Bailey Thurin
1: will fit into that yeah exactly yeah i think it's it's definitely he's he's a project i think it's probably the the best way to say it i think he's um someone they're really going to work on building which is great to see um the last one on my players to stand out i did get a bit of flack for um from a certain person that read it because they don't like the guy but it's um ben murdoch masilla he's um actually a personal favorite of mine i've liked him for a long time um He had, he had a very, um, poor NRL career, I'd say, um, before he moved to the Super League, he, he was overweight, um, he, in interviews I've seen, he said he fell out of love with the game and just wasn't really putting the effort in, and you could see it in how he used to play, and then when he went to the UK, um, he kind of found that love for the game again and started playing really well, and, um, for Warrington, he was a devastating runner. Um, Love finding the try line. Um, he also showed great speed for a, a, a triple bill player, which um, we are starting to see a bit more of in the NRL, but especially over in the Super League, you don't see that. And he's also got some nice hands. Um, there was quite a few times where he would hit a gap, then take out that defender and pass off to one of the centres. And um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the, the Warriors' attack. Um, Nathan Brown's um, dismissed everyone's suggestions of making him a prop and said he's going to stay as a an edge forward, um, most likely on the left edge, um, which kind of makes a terrifying left edge when you've got him out there with Yohan Aiken and Ken Mamalo. They're all big boys. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see how he comes back. I think the biggest question for him is how quick he can adjust back to the NRL. Um, The NRL is completely different from the last time he was here. And Super League, as much as I like talking about it, it's not at that same level. Um, So, yeah, time will tell. But um, have you had any thoughts on on Big Ben?
2: Haven't seen enough of him. Um, And obviously, um, as someone that doesn't really take too much of an interested in the Super League. Um, I haven't seen terribly enough of him in that league, but what I have seen from Super League to NRL is that Super League is a very different style of game to the NRL. The NRL is a lot faster. It's based on fitness and it's based on, as we all know, results. Um, Yeah. But, look... Obviously he's been given a new lease of life from his time in Super League and he's been given the chance to to come back in the NRL. And rugby league's a very forgiving game. It gives gives players that probably haven't made it the first time a a second chance to make it this time. So let's let's say good luck to him because um yeah and, and and wish him well and you know if he can Certainly, be a really good running edge forward and doing some damage. Who knows what um, what he, what potential um, to to him he could become?
1: And and yeah. let's just, let's just wish him well. I reckon. Yeah, definitely. So now we'll get into my uh, my players to improve. Um, my first one on my list is David Fusatula. Um Fus was kind of at his pinnacle in 2018. He scored 23 tries and then he's just been on a on a big dive since then um I don't want to count last year he scored two tries last year but he left early to go home to be with his family um I understand his decision and um that that decision has not made him come on my list um by any means it's just he's paid quite well to be a try scorer and he hasn't been scoring tries. A positive for him, though, is Nathan Brown's confirmed that he's going to be partnering up with Peter Hicku again. And when he's with Peter Hicku, it doesn't matter. They could probably put me on the wing with Peter Hicku and he's going to get me a try. So um, I think that's really going to help him get across the line again. And I think once he gets gets himself to um, across the line a few times, I think his confidence will come back and we'll see him back like he used to be. Um, do you have any thoughts on Fuss or? Well,
2: the first thing I've got to totally agree with you is the decisions that, that were made by some of those players to go home and be with their families last year. And and last year, just to even get the game up and running, we've got to thank them for coming out and spending the time that, that they were here for. Um, yeah, look, I feel that once they've and you mentioned the try scoring that he he did do a few years back and perhaps the little bit of a downward curve there for a while. If maybe with some of the players it it comes down to just don't talk them up and just let them play their normal game. And I think with Nathan Brown, as I saw with Ponga and, and a few of the players that he really developed at the Newcastle Knights, that maybe it'll be back to basics and square one, as you mentioned, linking up with Peter Hiku, which will be handy, um, bringing things back to a sense of normality for this young fella will we'll probably put him on, on on a better pathway. So yeah, one to, one to definitely improve, but one I'm sure that if he's just given the chance, less pressure and, and the opportunity to play his footy, he'll be okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, so number two on my list is Lisa Namel. Um He was injured for most of last year. Um, I think he got injured in round two. Um, but the, it's his final year of his contract and the pressure is on with all these other forwards they've signed on if he can keep his career going. Um, he's a consistent front rower. Um, before last year's injury, he was averaging 100 running metres from 2015 all the way to 2019. So um, he's a very... No-nonsense forward. You know what you're going to get from him. And um, I think putting him in the front row, starting the games with Fanua Blake, um, I think that's a hell of a tandem that could do some damage early. And I really hope he can um, just bounce back from that injury. And um, if he impresses, he'll he'll get an extension. Um, he's just got to impress and um, play that consistent football that he's known for. So you got thoughts on our I know he's, he was a cowboy in a dragon, but. Oh, look, I think, again,
2: I think you've covered it. It's just about that consistent football, um, the things that Nathan Brown will bring to that table. Um, but, yeah, another one that's probably, you know, will have a good game and then next week will be a little bit patchy. So, um, again, something to improve on, but, but. But as we, we look at things and we, we take them into the context that they are, uh, the, the, the Warriors themselves will learn through those individuals to play that team game and, and if they can keep with that structure. Um, and that's a good thing that we're looking through these players to see whether they can improve and, and pick up because um, that's gonna be integral to the Warriors results this year. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, Definitely. Um, so number three on my list was another player that was out all last year and that's Bunty Afoa. Um, at the end of last year, the Warriors told him he was free to go. Um, he could, If he could get a deal somewhere, he was welcome to go, they'd tear up his contract, but he actually told them no. He wanted to stay and prove his worth and um, earn a new contract. Um, his high intensity running has made him a fan favourite at the club and I think the Warriors need someone like him on their bench to come and do some damage for short stints. Um, I like to always talk about Steve Price and a Feta back in 2005. You had Steve Price, you knew a bit like Amo, you knew what you were going to get. He would run for two, 300 meters a game. Um, but when he came off the field for a bit, you had 10 to 15 minutes of Palusina just running head down as hard as he could and causing trouble. And um, I think it's a bit of a change of tempo that I think you sometimes need. Um, so I have my fingers crossed for him. I really hope he sticks around because he's, he's a fantastic club man. He gives it his all, all the time. And the fact that he wants to stick around shows that he really wants to be a warrior. So they're all pluses for me. And I just hope he gets a chance.
2: I love those stories, Brad, when players decide to stick with their mates. Um, because mateship as in Australia and in New Zealand um, is an integral part of sporting teams as well Uh, he's put a firm foot down he's told the Warriors management no I'm not wanting to leave I want to stay um, and prove my worth and when players do that I feel that they go out and they perform every week to the best of their ability and and lift their game and Prove the fans that may have, you know, called for his axing, or the management that have called for him to, to, to leave if he wanted to, and they proved them wrong. So, again, this is the one where we say good luck, mate, and and go out and get him.
1: Definitely, and uh, mates. Yeah, and uh, number four on my list is Josh Curran. He's a talent, and he, he, I thought he had a great game in the All-Star game um, last weekend. Um, nothing flashy. He's a solid defender, and um, he was in there on that try line stopping quite a few guys from trying to bust over. His problem at the moment is the Warriors are stacked with second-row talent, and um, if he can get a chance, I think he'll get himself in there. It's just getting that initial chance. I think I saw today in the team list that he's been named to start in the trial. Um, this weekend as a reward for how he played in the All Stars game. So have a great trial, and then um, you're definitely in the conversation for the 17. So I have my 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 fingers crossed there because I think he is a great talent. Um, obviously, he was started as, as development at the Roosters, who um, they you may or not know they they're a reasonably good side apparently, but um, they get they they get the youngsters and they get them on the right track and. I think he's he's just one of those guys building, but I think he's got potential and they just need to give him the shots. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah, I think
2: sorry, um, yeah. I think when you get into a rip game and you play pretty well and um, you know you've got a trial coming up, it's probably a good side that you're going to get a run in that trial, as you'd mentioned. So it's it's reward for effort, isn't it? So, yeah. Now he's got another chance um, to continue to to move along and, and really grow and develop as a player. So, um, it, it's it's more or less for for young Curran, the the opportunity. Um, I think Brown is looking very carefully at where his talent is, particularly as you mentioned in the in the forwards. Um, and, you know, you put your hand up, you'll get a chance. If yeah. putting your hand up, keep getting the chance.
1: Definitely. And the last guy on my list is actually one of the signings this year, and that was Kane Evans. Um, another big forty. He, he's almost two meters tall. Um, he's an imposing figure, but my issue sometimes is that he doesn't always play like one. Consistency is his issue. I, I feel like one week he's – he's the best guy on the park the next week he can't catch a ball to save himself and um I definitely want to see him succeed I think his size is definitely going to help the Warriors um but we just got to see what happens if he has two three four games that are poor does he lose his spot and it goes to a guy like Curran um or a sirenin or one of those young guys that are, are getting improved so um you said um, he he plays for Fiji. Have you got any thoughts on on Evans? Well,
2: again, um, good one week, patchy or poor the next. It's without harping on on that because we we do seem to, and and m- myself included here, we harp on our, our our sides and and see these new signings that we think. Can they just make that little bit more of an impact this year or or is it gonna be the more of the same? So new team, new start. Um again, I really hope that he's considered one of the best players every week and just gets that patchiness out of his game. So I think a big boy like him, a rep player, same with Fanua Blake as well in that side. If they can just lead that lead that front. By example, then you'll then then we'll know then we'll know for sure what the Warriors' steel was made of in their forward pack, and Kane Evans is going to be handy
1: if he can keep his form up. Yeah, definitely. So that's the uh, the rest of my list there. Um, obviously, the guys to improve. It's not it's not having a go at them or anything. Obviously, I want everyone to play well in the Warriors as a fan. Um, they're just ones there that I, I think just need to go that little bit more hopefully and fingers crossed they do so um i'll pass it over to you for the manly section um you said you had some players you wanted to talk about so uh the floor is yours well, I, I tried to find five i think we found the whole team
2: lacking uh, a lot but i've i probably haven't found the five i'm looking for i found four yep and They've got to be big names that are going to stand up um and i'll start with um who do, who do you start with you start with foreign now yeah. kieran foreign i love when he plays well um, we all do and i've got to say i think that it's been a very unhappy time since he left manly and moved to other clubs and it's been about six years since he's put on the Sea Eagles jumper. And obviously this year being the 75th year as Sea Eagles and Des Hasler being a great Sea Eagle himself has brought him back to because he believes maybe he can make an impact and has one or two more seasons left in him. So we want to see an injury free Kieran in Foran. We want to see a little bit more consistency than, than what he was at the, the Bulldogs. And I know he tried when he was on the paddock. Um, we certainly don't want to see him play for Aberdeen in Group Twenty-One like his brother Liam, who's a great player out there. Um, yeah, he can always come and join us at North Tamworth as well. Um, but we we want to see the best of K- KF this year. We really want to, and I think he'd be a lot happier. He's back with his mates, you know, with Cherry Evans, and um, so that's 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 the first
1: person that needs to step up. Um, yeah, I, I think. Sorry. Um, So I was going to say, I think with Kieran, we talked about him a lot last year that he was really what was keeping the Bulldogs competitive. And it was just every time he got injured, that's when the Bulldogs went down. And um, yeah, I think like you said, he's going to be a lot happier back at Manly. Um, I loved having him at the Warriors for the short stint we had him with. Um, But yeah, I think he's going to go really well as long as he stays healthy.
2: Second person is is our injury man now um our shower man um tommy t Uh, i know it's been hard for him with two injury riddled seasons and another six weeks probably on the sidelines after that would would like to see him a injury free would be really running the line when he's back because the yardage he makes off kick returns and the fact that he was a finisher, just like Brett Stewart was, makes him so invaluable to the cause. He's not just – he's a one of the key players. He's not the key player, as I'll, I'll probably describe in a minute. But uh, you just – yeah, you, again, just want to see him um, injury-free and, and back in in a manly jumper doing the doing the boys' proud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about it in that news section as well. He is um, an integral piece and um, he really keeps that side together. There's some other guys that are probably a lot more important, but I think he, he really um, helps keep that attack going. And um, yeah, fingers crossed. Cause um, as much as I'm not a Manly fan, I like seeing the best players in the game actually playing. So I want to see him back as soon as he can and hopefully actually see out the whole season um, for his sake and for the manly sake, really. Third
2: um, player I've got um, is Walker. Now we saw how fired up and he actually really played a great game. Um, despite the little areas of dis- areas of discipline and, and, and those sort of things in the All-Stars games But it was really good to see him Play a big game and really fired up But we don't see that week in, week out with him We'll um, probably start in the centres this year um, And Foran will play nine And um, I think it's going to be Josh Schuster That starts with um, with um, DCE in the halves But just, just a little bit more running, just a little bit more taking the pressure off DCE to to do do things in, in the game. Um, we just want to see a little bit more from from that. Love to watch him play when he's on song, just that little bit of patchwork um, because, uh, you know, a lot of Manly fans like me will have receding hairline soon enough <laughs> if we don't see the <laughs> best out of him
1: yeah i think yeah i i'm a fan of his i think he i like he's an aggressive player but yeah it's just that consistency and um yeah i think schuster i think is the the future of that club so i think it's smart to put him in the halves and i think walker can still contribute quite a lot out on the in the centers and um yeah it's always good to have another like even another kicking option in that taking the pressure off the halves especially when you've got a young guy in there so um yeah, I think a great choice, and I think I think he can do well. He just needs to iron um, a few kinks.
2: And the last player is DC himself. I've I've deliberately chosen the big fellas. This is a big year in the history of the Seagulls seventy-five. They usually deliver in their big years. Um, they won in third their thirtieth year, they won in their fiftieth year. Um and they um, were grand finalists in their 60th year, so it, they certainly turn up for the big big eras. Um, and the premiers in their 40th year as well. So, yeah. uh, With DCE, he tried to do too much himself last year, and there weren't enough teammates at times backing backing him up. And at times as well, you saw that maybe he threw the just just didn't quite have it with his passing or kicking game. When it came to State of Origin, and I'm a Queensland fan, so I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, He was one of the reasons why his leadership was so valuable to that young Queensland side that won the Origin Series. It's just a club level, um, and we love him, you know, great player, but this is a critical year. Having four and back will help him. I believe uh, just with the combination and maybe that's what he's missing perhaps with with Walker um, as inconsistent as he is as well. So again, it's the captain runs his side, leads his side on the park and has to lead by example for, um, for a team and you can bet there's Hasler, will be feeling that pressure to get his main man to deliver some good results at Brookvale this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I I put DCE in the Cameron Smith section where I hate him with a passion in the NRL, but I love him in Origin. Um, So I'm a Queensland supporter myself. And yeah, I thought he played really well in Origin. I think you hit the nail on the head. He was just trying to do too much, I think, at Manly. Manly were under the pump. They didn't have Tommy. And um, he was trying to take it all on himself. And there's there's not really many players in the game that can take all that pressure on themselves and make the team successful on their own. There's not a no one. You can't even say Cameron Smith can do that. You you need your players to work together. Um, you don't need all thirteen, obviously, but you need support. And your foreign's going to do that. And um, Tommy will come back. And um, I think yeah. Um, as long as they all stay healthy and help him through, I think they could do well. Um, hopefully, not better than the Warriors, but they can do well. So, so was there everyone you had?
2: I looked at a couple of players that I think will be standouts if, if they are given that chance as well. I've, I've picked two out. I think we're going to see a bit more of another Trebojevic and Ben Trebojevic. And the word is from a lot of people out Manly Way is that he is going to um, have a good standout first year. Again, we don't want to put too much pressure out on him, but um, he's he's going to be another excitement machine. So it's good we're developing a family club list here at Manly. Um, Just hope it continues that way. The other one is Curtis Siren and I think he he will have a good year if Foreign is fit and healthy and Ch- Cherry Evans is at his best because uh, Manly like to use their halves to go to their edges and their edges will run inside at angles. That's typical Bob Fulton tactics. Um, Des Hasler was part of that Bob Fulton school. Um, and and I think if if Cherry Evans and, and Foren in particular – Particularly can run, and if if they're used in that halves combination and used properly, you'll see the best out of him, and really become a leader for those forwards and those edge line runnings. Um, so um, they're the they're the couple that I've I've really got my eye on to have a really big year for Manly.
1: Yeah, I think he's got talent all over the place. Um, they need to bottle up whatever water the Trebojovich's family's got and try to give it around to everyone. I think, um, three three brothers all fantastic. So, um, yeah, think uh, I think he can build really well. And you got one more?
2: No, I think that'll that'll do for now. Otherwise, I'll have to be showing no mercy to the whole side because it, was, it wasn't it was a great year at Manly. But I think that, again, I think with history, they've always shown with history at, at the club that they come to a better set of circumstances. And I don't think you'll see anything um, in the last game of October, but I think you'll see something hopefully around that middle of the pack where they had a much better year and... Yeah.
1: cool well thank you for that and um paul do we have questions for our little question section
0: uh just been a bit more chat rather than uh ra- rather than questions <laughs> in the uh in the, the, the chat this evening um but uh yeah some some, co- some comments here that uh that basically most kiwis were um were manly fans before the warriors came along um so,
1: yeah they that- yeah, that was um, Graham Lowe, obviously coaching them, and they had Matthew Ridge, and um, it kind of felt like New Zealand's club for a while. Um, not for me. I was a Bulldogs fan before the Warriors came around. But, um, yeah, Manly was kind of New Zealand's team there because of the New Zealand connections they had back in the day.
0: And, uh, and, and some comments. Yeah, there's a lot of Queensland supporters um, on the show. at the yeah. moment. Maybe we need to balance out at some point during, later in the season. Or oh, especially when we get towards the uh, um, state of origin, it's origin. but uh, but it's yes. just got to
1: be on the winning side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, so lots of lots of chat, but not so much, uh, but not so much questions really. All good.
1: Okay, so we may as well jump into. Um, I just picked a couple of players um, that I think are going to stand out from the other fourteen clubs that we haven't talked about. So. Um, there are no particular order, and just guys I, I picked. Um, number one is Jordan Ricky from the Broncos. Um, he played for the Maldives in the in the All Stars game and scored a nice try, showing his power. But he's sliding into that second row um, row spot. That was David Fafita's. So um, a lot of a lot of pressure there to take a guy like Fafita's um, position. But he's also built very similar to Fafita, big and strong and quite mobile. He runs hard, tackles harder, and I think if he has a good year this year for the Broncos, it should basically set him up to be in the Kiwis for the World Cup. So um, have you had any thoughts on Jordan Ricky?
2: Not yet. I'd like to see a little bit more, but, um, yeah, certainly, you know. And he'll, he'll have players like Payne Haas there um, who had an excellent origin series last year, and it will have um, hopefully soon enough injury permitting katoni Stags as well who would have played for the blues as so he's certainly got some handy players he can work around too and yeah. new attitude new era um new coach at the broncos young players will get their chance to really stand out and and stamp their authority and and i think that's that's the one thing of, of difference the young players got their chance last year at the broncos but they just didn't have the perhaps the coaching that they should have and the the, the right mentorship um with no disrespect to, to anthony Siebold or peter gentle who under under difficult circumstances tried but just weren't quite delivering so I think it's going to be totally different. Um, and this young bloke gets his chance. This young bloke will also um, be, be in a good squad of players, I think, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, number two on my list is a guy you probably don't know, um, but it's Dominic Young for the Newcastle Knights. He's a 19-year-old they've got from the UK. He debuted for Huddersfield in the Super League at 17 years old. Um, he's about 108 kilos and it's made him one of the biggest outside backs in the NRL Um, deceptively fast as well Um, a lot of potential it's another one of those young guys that can build and um, I'm sure he's going to help the Knights get points on the board especially when they've got the lights of Ponga coming back from injury and stuff as well so um, I'm not sure if you know too much about him but yeah he's a he's a big strapping lad no,
2: but I love watching the big fellas play, particularly in the back lines. And you only have to look at Mike Acevo with Parramatta uh, to see um, what, um, how dangerous some of these big boys can get when they're given the footy. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if if the hype is on him, um, it's probably for a good reason. So let's go and see him. Out yeah, there. definitely.
1: Number three, um, the next the next lot are quite quite um easy picks. But I've got Charlie Staines from the Panthers. Um obviously started his his career last year um scoring four tries in his debut against the Sharks. A great finisher of the game, and he's cemented his spot on the wing with Josh Mansell leaving the club. And um it's another guy as long as he stays healthy, I think he's definitely a contender for top try scorer at the end of the year. So what are your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah. Sorry, i just missed that bit, little bit of audio.
1: Can you just... Oh, sorry, um, just Charlie Staines is my pick. Um, yeah. I think he, he's probably contender for top try scorer.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll just see see how he goes. Um, and again, we love seeing excitement machines in footy. And... Um, just let him play out there and, and 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 get the chance to to fulfill that and, and, and
1: definitely. Cool. And um number four and is David F- on in oh. the background. <laughs> <laughs> um number four, I've got David Fafida from the Titans. Um obviously one of the marquee signings this year for any club. Um, comes to the club with a lot of expectation. Basically, as soon as they announced his signing, people were saying it's top eight or broke for the Titans. He's got all the tools um, to become um, one of those great players in the NRL, and the Titans are going to need him to be firing um, on all cylinders if they want to make their um, playoff teams a reality. So um, obviously, Fafita's a big big player in the game already but um what are your thoughts about him joining the titans and what it could do for the gold coast i've got a bit to say here because yeah, it's uh, it. very exciting
2: for the gold coast titans have obviously splashed some good dollars um and who wouldn't be in the gold coast mate it's it's a wonderful place to live and be um for those of you. and i've been glad to holiday up there I would have loved to have seen him continue on at the Broncos, to be honest. Him and Payne Haas, two young forwards, really the future of that club. But um, he's decided to move a little further south to um, the Gold Coast and perhaps make his name as their big forward. Now, as for the expectations of just finals or bust, Well, I hope they don't go that far, but if he's good and consistent and his teammates around him are good and consistent, they're all going to want to play good footy. So he's obviously going to be a very key player in how they go this year. But let's see if a certain um, C. Smith decides to put his um, signature on and maybe, maybe you'll have a mentor for that young fella as
1: well. Yeah, great point um the last guy I've got is kind of a cheat selection but it's Harry Grant um he basically took the NRL by storm and origin I thought he had a fantastic origin as well he's now back with the storm where he started and um it's hard to imagine this form kind of dropping from where it was and for me as a fan it's actually scary that a guy like Cameron Smith has left the club basically and no one's worried about him because Harry's there And um, it's scary scary that a young guy like that can come in and just have all the Storm fans completely find that their legend of their club is gone. And um, I think he starts the season as a M favourite if he can continue um, how he was um, last year for the Tigers and with Queensland.
2: A lot to say here as well. Um, (laughs) He did take the NRL by Storm. Um, no pun intended and he deserves to be the number one starting hooker at the storm. And I think, you know, as good as C Smith is, and I say he is because I do believe he'll play at another club, this bloke not only took the NRL by storm. He took state of origin by the hooks and, um, in the old Queensland way helped pay the part out of the way for that young team to win. Now I'm just so excited by this prospect, week in, week out, and I'm sure C Munster will have something to say about that Dell EM medal as well, um, (laughs) because I think Munster is the best player in the game at the moment, and may sound controversial, may sound not, but I think he is. But certainly if we're looking for backup into who's who's next you've got c smith and h grant and harry grant um, as we've seen last year he can play a bit of lock too he can play hooker he's versatile he'll get the hooking role at the storm um he will he will take the competition at light this year if you know we wish him all the best with that because melbourne have a way with bellamy of continuing to develop players for players that have left um and certainly his name will go up in value and the storm will want to keep him for years to come so this is something not just for this year but for years to come um he's gonna play origin he's gonna play for the kangaroos um he's just got the whole world ahead of him and i'm no storm fan obviously um, I've I dislike the storm immensely but um as a queenslander i was
1: just filler well yeah cool and um, since we're running a bit close on time i'll skip my players to improve um there was a a few of the normal ones you would expect um that are always critiqued so um they're probably just a few cheap shots so um i'll go on to um just a, a quick rundown of the trial games this week so um, most of the teams I've seen have put out almost full strength sides, which is great to see. But um, Saturday we got the Raiders and the Roosters first, uh, Storm versus Knights, Titans versus Warriors, Sharks versus Bulldogs, Dragons versus Rabbitohs, Panthers versus Eels, and then the Broncos versus the Cowboys. And then on the Sunday we got the Tigers and the Sea Eagles. Um, so yeah um quite a few games there what are your thoughts on the the trials um obviously you guys have the tigers with the titans um i'm looking forward to our our game it's we've got the titans in round one so i think it's a good um measuring stick to see how we're going to go um especially with it basically being full strength
2: one thing i always learn from trials even at local footy and you can say the same thing about NRL is that it's a good indicator of um, who wants to put on the jumper Um, it's also a good chance to play youngsters um, even though a lot of as you've mentioned sides have picked their full strength squads so and it's a good um, opportunity to test the waters in terms of crowd numbers because of, of last year up until finals time, we didn't have the bigger crowd, so and and it'll be more of a suburban feel than a than an NRL feel. So, um, my thoughts are just get out there and enjoy the footy for the youngsters that might get this opportunity to impress. Go out there, impress, um, train hard, play hard, um, and um, yeah, look, we're we're only a few weeks away now from from really setting the fire. I think Um, the juices flowing started with um, the All-Stars game last Saturday night, so um, but but good to see full allotment of trial games, and I don't have the venues in front of me, but hopefully some of them will be played in country New South Wales as well.
1: Yeah, I think there are a few... um... I, I've got um it looks like they all the are. Um Raiders and Roosters at the Sephard Oval, Storm and Knights at Albury Sports Ground. Um Titans, Warriors, and Oaks Oval, and there's like uh Dragons, Rabbitohs, Glen Willow Oval. Um, so it sounds like a lot of them, Tigers and you guys are at Leichhardt. Um, it sounds like they're trying to take it out to a few smaller places. Um I'm not as familiar with the the areas in Australia, but, um, yeah, it's good to see it there rather than in the main stadiums. We see it in week in, week out.
2: And this is an initiative by both the NRL and the New South Wales government have a task force um, out yeah. to investigate opportunities for more NRL games to be played out in the country areas because it's good for the kids. It's good for people that live in surrounding areas to come out and enjoy the day of footy. Footy means a lot to people in the bush. We we have divisive opinions, but rugby league brings people together. And and as yeah. I know um, from the rugby union work I've done um, over the years as well, that that unites country towns. So sport in itself, um, it can only go down and flow to the grassroots if if they have training segments with the kids and skills and clinics and so and autograph signings as well so depending on what the COVID protocols are um, the communities are going to benefit so get out there to to what capacity you can fill up the crowd to under the rules and just enjoy the the suburban atmosphere of footy because that's something we don't see too often when we get into NRL time
1: Definitely. And um, Simon in the chats also mentioned that all the trial matches are going to be live on the NRL website. So um, that's great. I think in New Zealand as well, the Warriors game is going to be on Sky Sport 4. So um, if you can't make it to the grounds and you're in Oz, um, definitely go on the NRL website and watch the games. Should be some great games. And I see we've got another question. Any chance of a Trans-Tesman Test Series this year? I don't think they're going to do one because they're still planning on having a World Cup at the end of this year. So um, I think the trans-Tesman tests are probably going to be put away um, and everyone focusing on the World Cup. Um, So that's it for tonight's show. Um, Next week, we're going to have the first episode of season two. Um, I'll be reviewing the trial matches and covering all the news as we inch closer to round one. Thank you for joining me tonight, Shane. It's been great having you on the show, and hopefully you can join me again soon.
2: Thank you very much, Brad, and... Uh, hopefully we pass the audition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, we'll have to slot you in for another another show at some time soon, hopefully. But um yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight and tuning into our show, the Standoff with Brad, for your weekly update on rugby league. Remember to tune into the podcast on iHeartRadio or Facebook. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. And um, good night, everyone.